In uncertain days, it is important to remember that our world is getting ready to meet God. We are all getting ready to meet Him. The King is coming. Today, we join Scott Pauley in walking through the final book of the Bible, the revelation of Jesus Christ. As we have walked through the revelation of Jesus Christ, there are great movements, uh, change of scenes, and uh, great events. And it's all moving towards something. That's not just true of this one book. It's true of all of the Bible. In fact, it's true of all of human history. Everything is moving towards something. What's it moving towards? Like a great magnet, it is moving to the Lord. You see, when you come to the end of the Bible, when you come to the end of time, when you come to the end of the whole story, everyone must confess one thing, and that is that there is one King. One King of kings and Lord of lords, and that, my friends, is our Christ. That's why in Revelation 19, verse 16, when He is revealed, when finally the curtain is taken away, when He is seen in all of His splendor and all of His glory, it is His kingship that is in view. Uh, listen to it again. In verse 11, I saw heaven open and behold a white horse. Only a king and a conqueror rides on a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called faithful and true, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. Here's, here's the nature of our king. He's faithful, he's true, he's righteous. <laughs> the best men are men at best. And the best kings and the best presidents still make terrible mistakes. Why? Because they're sinners. Uh, but our king makes no mistake and will make no mistake because he's perfect. And then in verse 12, his eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. Do you see how he's apart from every other ruler? His eyes see everything, not some things. Uh, he, he is not playing politics. No, this is no politician. This is the rightful, righteous ruler. There are many crowns on his head. He's earned every one of them. Uh, he has a name that no man knows. Why? Because he's so far above all men. In verse 13, he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. Uh, you see, he's the rightful ruler because he paid the price. Uh, his vesture is dipped in blood. He, he's been at war, and he's won the war. He's come out the victor on the other side, and his word is the final authority. His name is called the Word of God. Whatever he says goes. That's, that's our king. And the armies, verse 14, which were in heaven, followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. So uh, he has this army with him. We'll come back and talk more about that army because we're in it. Don't you love to find uh, yourself in Scripture? But notice, they're all following him. He's the leader. He's the king. Verse 15, And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations. Uh, notice, please, when Scripture began in Genesis, how did it all begin? It began with the Word of God. God just said, Light, and there was light, and it was very good. Uh, that's the power of the Word of God from the very beginning. How's it all going to end? He's just going to speak. That's what it means here. Out of his mouth goes a sharp sword. All God has to do is say the Word. When God says the Word, it's over. How's he going to smite the nations? With his word, with the power of his word. 
And, verse 15, he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. See, there's coming a day he's getting up off the mercy seat. He's sitting down on the judgment seat. There's coming a day that the Lord is going to say, Enough. And judgment is coming. And the Bible says in verse 16, He hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. This is the great identifier. This is the great, uh, the great signage, if you will, uh, that he wears on his, his vesture uh, to identify who he is. He is the king. He is the Lord. If that's not enough, he's king of all kings and Lord of all lords. In a very real, real sense, all of Christ's life and ministry revolved around his kingship. Do you remember at his birth, wise men came from the east? What did they want to know? Where is he that is born king of the Jews? Go to the other end, to his death. There stands Pilate. What's Pilate's question? Are you the king of the Jews? You see, from start to finish, it is about the kingship of Jesus Christ. You remember in ancient Israel, uh, originally they were a theocracy. God was their king. God ruled over them until they rejected Him. And so they wanted kings like every other nation. Uh, even when they didn't have a king, they became kings to themselves. They rebelled against the true and rightful king. But in the end, everyone will yield and submit to the kingship of Jesus Christ. My son loves to play chess. I must tell you that he's much uh, smarter than I am. I'm more of a checkers man. I wonder, are you a checkers man or a chess man? Uh, there's a, a vast difference in those two. My son started teaching me to play chess so I could play with him. That, that's never good because that means he's going to beat me every time. And when I started playing chess, I thought, this is the strangest game I've ever played in my life. Uh, it's just very unusual. Uh, every piece is different and distinct. They all move in different directions. Uh, the queen has more power than the king. That's, that doesn't sound fair to me, but anyhow, uh, that's the way chess works. And yet checkers is very different from that. What's the goal of checkers? Just keep advancing your pieces to the other end of the board, and when you get there, you get to proudly announce what? King me. I wonder, are you playing chess or checkers with your life right now? Uh, which board are you, are you living on at this moment? Most people are playing checkers with their existence. They're just trying to advance and keep the pieces moving, and uh, they want to be kinged. I want you to know, friends, there's already a king. His name is Jesus Christ, and he deserves your heart and your life. Life is really more like chess. There may be lots of movement in lots of different directions, and all the players are not equal, and all the pieces are not the same, but in the end, the only thing that matters is this, is the king still on the board. As long as the king is still there, all is going to be well. And I want to say to you, it is not about us ruling. It is not about us advancing. It is about the Lord ruling and his purpose and his plan advancing. He's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Robert the Bruce, king of Scotland, at one point was fleeing England. It's a fascinating story. Perhaps you've, you've read about it or even watched something about that time in, in history. And he went disguised to a poor highland woman's cottage. He had dressed himself in peasant's dress. He's hiding for his life. He knocks on the, on the door, and the elderly woman comes to the door, asks who he is, and he responds this way, a stranger, a traveler. He does not identify himself as the king. And uh, she responds this way, not knowing who he is. She says, all are welcome here for the sake of one. He said, who is that one? 
And her response was so revealing. She said, Our good king Robert the Bruce, whom though he is hunted by hounds and horns, I acknowledge to be the rightful king of Scotland. She didn't know she was looking him in the face. May I tell you that at this moment there are lots of people who have not recognized our king, our Christ. But for the sake of one, the rightful king, the Lord Jesus Christ, my friend, you should live your life today under his ruling presence. A young girl by the name of Jenny Hussey, about 16 years of age, started writing hymns. She wrote one of my personal favorites. It goes like this, King of my life, I crown thee now. Thine shall the glory be. Lest I forget thy thorn-crowned brow, lead me to Calvary. Lest I forget Gethsemane, lest I forget thine agony, lest I forget thy love for me, lead me to Calvary. I have a friend that likes to say he walks by Calvary at least once every day. Would you walk by Calvary today? Would you go to Calvary? Would you see the king there, all he did for you? Because very soon you're going to see your king face to face. And when you do, it won't be with wounds. It will be with his glory. The king is coming. The purpose of all scripture is to see God. In Revelation, the curtain is pulled back and we are reminded not to simply look at world events, but to look to Christ. We hope you will join us next time as Scott Pauley continues our study through this amazing book of the Bible. You may also join us right now for additional studies and a library of helpful resources at enjoyingthejourney.org. You will find several new features at our online home, and we trust they will be a blessing to you as you walk with God. Plan to visit us each day at enjoyingthejourney.org, and we look forward to returning to Revelation on our next broadcast. Keep your eyes on Christ and look up. The King is coming.